Welcome everyone. This is Jeff Cohn with the Wall Street Resource. Joining me is Dennis Becker. He's the CEO of Mobivity Holdings. Good morning, Dennis. Hi, Jeff. So, Dennis, for those that aren't familiar with Mobivity, can you please just give us a quick overview of the company? Uh, definitely. So, Mobivity, we're the creators of our technology we call Connected Rewards. And what we have done, what that means is we've integrated with a number of leading retail, restaurant, hospitality brands, uh, as well as fuel brands, such as Subway, Sonic, Circle K, and, and many others, so that any type of reward or coupon code could be delivered digitally through other, um, other markets, such as uh, gaming, mobile gaming, or set-top gaming, um, in situations where uh, 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 maybe a streaming video operator or some other type of digital business wants to use rewards and discounts at consumers' everyday lifestyle choices for food or fuel um, and, and other forms of entertainment maybe um, so that they can drive greater user acquisition and retention. Um, as an example, I would say maybe if uh, say a game publisher wants to attract players to their mobile game and keep them there, they could offer 20 cents off at the pump at any Circle K around the country, including 7,000 locations, so that when that game player achieves certain levels in the game or downloads and tries the game, Mobivity's technology can instantly deliver a, a discount or coupon voucher that is transactable at any of that brand, in this case Circle K's locations across America. Okay. And so it sounds large, but any, any numbers in terms of your size of your addressable market? Uh, yeah, it's, it's actually, you know, we're, our solution addresses what's becoming a, a very big opportunity in the digital industry. So most digital-based businesses, again, whether it's a, a game publisher or you know, maybe it's a connected TV service provider like a Fubo or, or someone who, who relies on consumers using their services through their mobile phone um, or their computer. That has traditionally been marketed through digital advertising. And that digital advertising has been built on uh, predominantly looking at consumers' personal information through cookies and other techniques to understand a consumer's interests and behaviors so that they can deliver targeted advertising that's also very measurable. So, you know, a game publisher knows that if they spend a dollar to get somebody to play their game, you know, are they making, you know, uh, $2 back from that advertising? Uh, over the last couple of years, there have been uh, a number of moves by large industry players like Apple to start protecting consumers' privacy. So the return on investment uh, through, the, th through those forms of advertisement, which you know, is, is projected to reach $400 billion of advertising spend in a few years, is really threatened because the effectiveness of that form of advertising is being impeded because companies like Apple and others are making moves to protect consumers' privacy, which makes those advertisements far less targeted and the return on those advertisements a lot lower. So with Connected Rewards from Mobivity, we're basically introducing kind of a whole new value paradigm 
where rather than spying on consumers and trying to give them you know, targeted messaging based on uh, essentially pilfering all of their private information, it's really about using you know, kind of macro valuable rewards. By, by macro, I mean you know, everybody needs to eat. Most people need to fill up their tank. I think we're entering in you know, kind of a, an economic climate where uh, consumers are going to be far more um, prudent in how they, they spend their dollars. Budgets are going to tighten. And here's a great opportunity that, you know, rather than targeting an advertisement based on all of the personal information that you've stolen on a consumer, now you can simply provide the consumer with an opportunity for value um, in their everyday life, uh, such as, you know, try out our game and, you know, get $5 off your next fill-up at, at the gas station or get a free pizza. Um, you know, things that, in, in our opinion, use what, what we think is kind of the best form of advertising, which is a referral. And it's also a form of advertisement where, where everybody wins. Um, in, in this case, say, for example, a game publisher, you know, they win because they're able to provide the consumer value. And what we've now shown through all of our trials this year in just rolling out this new technology that the consumer behavior, when they are rewarded with an everyday reward for, say, trying a, a game, they, they behave well uh, within, within the game publisher's uh, gaming environment, and meaning they, they are much more uh, retentive, they play the game longer, and thus making the game publisher more money. The consumer wins. The consumer gets uh, a, a discount and cost relief at the pump or at their favorite restaurant. But then the restaurant brand or the fuel brand or what have you uh, from which we issued the reward, they benefit too because they're getting traffic. So, you know, kind of everybody comes together here. Consumer wins, the, the digital business wins, and, and the brand wins. And we think that this is going to, be, uh, this is going to become a, a big part of kind of the new era of advertising that's transcending from spying on everybody to deliver interruptive, invasive ads to offering everyone you know, these, these opportunities to deliver value at the point of engagement. Okay. And what's the competitive landscape for those doing it this way? Do you have any idea? Well, we're not, you know, I think that the way that we've built Connected Rewards is, you know, essentially as you know, like an ad network, meaning if a game publisher or a streaming video provider or, or you know, somebody wanted to turn on uh, a free cheeseburger at any Sonic um, to reward and incentivize their, their customers tomorrow, you know, we basically built the, the, the digital platform so that you can execute against that. Uh, we're not aware of any other provider out there or platform that's capable of uh, basically delivering that same type of, uh, of, of setup. You know, you do see cross-promotion out there all the time. Ameri you know, in, in the airlines industry, using airline miles, uh, credit card points. Um, but I think that that further illustrates this opportunity, you know, those types of affinity and referral-based rewards networks usually are only seen with the very large multi-billion dollar um, industries such as, as, you know, the credit card industry or the airlines industry. You don't see that in kind of everyday food, fuel, convenience 
Um, and so for those reasons, uh, we don't see a direct um, competitive landscape. Part of that's also because we've spent the last you know, five or six years building uh, integrations into all of the point-of-sale systems and a lot of the brands which are now our customers, such as Subway and Sonic and Circle K and, and others, so that we already have reach to, you know, probably 100,000-plus locations across the country now uh, to deliver, you know, an instant reward for fuel, food, or, or entertainment. Okay. Now, do you have anything proprietary, or is it all just know-how? No, we've built, you know, we've spent a lot of time building a proprietary technology stack to bring all of these systems together. You know, it, it seems simple. I give you a, a code that you can, you know, go get, uh, you know, a free sandwich at any subway. But, you know, that code needs to work whether you go to a subway in Los Angeles or a subway in New York. It's got to work if you go to any of the 20,000-some-odd subway locations across America. It's got to work if you decide to order your sandwich online. It's got to work if you order your sandwich through the app, if you decide to have it delivered. Um, and so there's a lot of technology between, you know, you getting a code and it actually working, uh, you know, across the, the vast infrastructure of these, these hospitality, uh, convenience, and, and fuel locations. In fact, you know, more recently we just announced um, a, uh, a new offering where we can integrate with over 60,000 fuel stations across the country spanning several brands, you know, such as Chevron, Exxon, Phillips 66. And so everything that we've built to create that platform so that these types of rewards can be delivered instantly and transacted instantly is the proprietary technology that we've built. Okay. And uh, is there certain low-hanging fruit or certain verticals that you address first? Yeah, we're really focused right now on the gaming industry. Um, so, you know, this is an industry that is really being uh, impacted by the new privacy protections because it's an industry that's so reliant on digital advertising. I think we've all experienced this, you know, on our mobile phones. We see an ad, you know, we're using, maybe we're playing solitaire and an ad pops up for, you know, another game or, or something like that. So, you know, there are, I think there's something like 12 or $13 billion by game publishers just in North America marketing their games. And again, that's been historically through these ad networks that rely on consumer data. So, um, you know, that's really where we're focusing our efforts right now because it's, it's a, it's a multi-billion dollar problem. Uh, you know, someone was telling me the other day, look, the, the water's got to flow somewhere. These, these budgets, it's an existential threat for these gaming publishers because if they can't figure out how to continue to attract and retain players profitably, and that's the key word profitably, these, these highly targeted ads were very profitable because they were so targeted and personalized based on the consumer privacy, uh, the consumer's data. Um, you know, now they're finding that those, those advertising channels aren't profitable, which means their business isn't profitable. Uh, what we're offering here is a, a profitable path, a privacy-friendly path for these gaming publishers to, um, you know, to market to and, and retain their players. And, you know, and again, 
just in North America alone, you know, this is an industry where these gaming publishers are spending, you know, north of $12 billion a year uh, to drive profitable uh, player acquisition and retention. Um, so they have to move. They have to move very quickly uh, to figure out these new channels. And you know, we believe that we've got the right solution for that. Okay. Can you name some of your customers and some of the problems you solve for them? Well, we can't. Uh, I mean, we on the brand side because we've been we've been a, we've been a technology partner to Pepsi and Subway and you know a number of world class brands. Um, for a number of years, and that's all public information. Um, and again, I just you know mentioned too that we just we just announced our our partnership to integrate with all of the fuel industry. On the, the gaming publisher side, we haven't publicly announced our gaming partners yet. Um, but as examples of solutions that we are we are in market and live uh, with uh, for these gaming publishers, there's really two specific applications that we're operating for these gaming publishers. The first is in-game rewards. So this is where maybe you're playing solitaire, and if you win five games in a row, you get $5 off the pump at any gas station across America. And that coupon code gets instantly delivered to you as a part of the gameplay. And what that does for the game publisher is by creating that incentive, these players will play longer. And that's essentially how the game publisher makes money. The longer the game players play, uh, the more ways that they can monetize that game player. Uh, the second way that we're helping game publishers is to get new players to their games. And we're doing this because we have such vast reach uh, through what's called brand-owned media. What brand-owned media is, is essentially if you're McDonald's, you have all of these media channels that you own, such as signage in every one of your thousands of locations. You know, those posters and menu boards, that's media. Consumers are looking at that every day. The loyalty app, online ordering, the email database that consumers subscribe to at McDonald's, you know, et cetera, those are all channels that McDonald's owns. And what we've found is that those channels are really effective in helping game publishers find new players. Uh, so for, as an example, you know, we've long been an industry leader providing text message marketing technology to brands such as Subway and, and Circle K and others. And there are millions of consumers that have subscribed to receive text messages from these brands to let them know about new products, or special offers. So what you can do with brand-owned media is, you know, again, through our connected rewards technology, we could send a text message to you that says something like, you know, if you were subscribed to Sonic's uh, text messaging program, we could send you a text message that says, hey, try, you know, try this game. Try, you know, try Blackout Bingo. And if you download Blackout Bingo, you get a free cheeseburger. And um, Again, that's our technology at work. You get a text message that's operated off of Mobivity's platform. You open it up. You click on that link. That goes to the App Store. Again, you're, you're still within Mobivity's technology. Um, you download the game. We detect that you downloaded the game from our text message. We send you a coupon instantly for your free cheeseburger. 
and everybody's happy. Consumer gets a free cheeseburger and they get to try a new game. The game publisher now has a new game player. And when you redeem that cheeseburger, Sonic gets another uh, transaction. Okay. And, and how are you um, reaching your customers? What, what channel do you go through? Um, well, it's just in terms of engaging uh, our market, it's predominantly through direct sales and partnerships. So, for example, on the brand side, so when we're trying out there trying to get more brands like Sonic or Circle K to, um, to work with our Connected Rewards offering where, you know, again, that means that, that they want to drive traffic by putting their offers and promotions in games, we do that through direct sales, but we also have partnerships with Pepsi Global Food Service. So we're part of their digital lab initiative. In fact, we are their digital marketing partners. So, you know, they're obviously out there, you know, trying to compete uh, and, and win restaurant brands by becoming their beverage and snack partner. And they take a holistic approach to that by offering other value-added services, such as partners like Mobivity to help the brands with their digital marketing. Uh, we're partnered with Micros and Oracle. Um, you know, Oracle's Micros division uh, are the, the makers of one of the industries, um, one, one of the largest deployments of point-of-sale devices across the restaurant industry. We're partnered with uh, PAR Technology. They're another point-of-sale company. So through those partnerships uh, is, are also, you know, is another way that we, we get to brands. On the gaming publisher side, it's, you know, right now, and, and again, this is a this connected rewards technology focused on the gaming publishing industry. Initially, we really just started this from a standstill in the second quarter of this year. So um, that's been all direct sales. Really excited, uh, in fact, about uh, Kim Carlson, who just joined our executive team as our new chief revenue officer. She comes from the gaming industry. Uh, having basically been a uh, revenue leader for a number of very successful companies that focused on helping gaming publishers attract and retain, retain game players. Okay. And, and so what's your revenue model look like? So our revenue model with Connected Rewards, um, we're really excited about because it, it really, again, it, we, we've modeled it around the value that we're delivering, which to, um, you know, to recall there, it's, you know, we're delivering value both to the game publisher and the brand. And remember that I said we're basically doing it one of two ways. We're either getting brands rewards into games so that, you know, if somebody gets to level two, they, they win a pizza or, you know, discount at the pump or something. Um, so the in-game rewards, that's where we get paid by the game publisher on a transaction basis, which, you know, um, can range from $0.50 cents to $2 per transaction. So anytime somebody wins a fuel reward in the game, the game publisher pays Mobivity. So, you know, it's a success-oriented model, um, but very high margin. Uh, and then, then on the flip side, the brand, because again, by putting a voucher in the hands of a game player, that's going to drive traffic back to the brand. We also um, have the opportunity to charge a success fee back to the brand. And again, that could be you know, 50 cents on up 
you know, depending on volume or depending on the um, the you know, depending on how uh, strong the the discount or coupon is, et cetera. So a number of factors there, but basically for in-game rewards, we're making money off of both both sides because we're we're the marketplace bringing bringing that together. The other application that we have, which as you recall, is where we help game publishers connect to brand-owned media. So maybe it's the Sonic text messaging audience, or it's the Checkers and Rallies Loyalty Club, where we're going to promote the game publisher's game and, um, and then give the consumer reward if they try the game. That's where the, the game publisher, and, and this is a pretty well-known marketplace. They call it user acquisition. Um, and there's a lot of literature out there that talks about what game publishers pay every time someone successfully downloads their game, and that can be anywhere from 5 to $20 every time you know, uh, someone gets a, a text message from Sonic if they download and install that game. The game publisher is going to pay Mobivity a success fee, uh, you know, again, ranging from, from $5 on up is, is where we've been seeing success uh, in pricing. Okay, so, so given it's a success fee model, is there a big cost in implementing a new customer? No, it's, you know, so it's essentially software, so we don't have really a lot of, a lot of hard costs. Um, you know, we've, we've built much of the Connected Rewards technology is uh, essentially the digital couponing and text messaging platform that we've been We've, we've been building for the last 10 years, um, repurposed for this new application. So our hard cost, you know, on, again, on the in-game reward, we really don't have any transactional cost. Uh, it's, it's all software. For the brand-owned media promotion of games, if the brand is using a Mobivity media channel like text messaging, we might have a text messaging cost of, you know, a fraction of a penny. Okay. And then I know it's relatively new for you, but can you give us an idea of average revenue per customer? Well, we don't have an average revenue per customer profile that uh, at least that we're dis disclosing publicly right now. But what I can point to is the budgets of these game publishers, you know, again, I talked about, I talked about the marketplace. I talked about um, that the, the North American market size for just for, for the user acquisition, the game publisher, you know, gamer acquisition where, you know, we're using brand-owned media to help, help gamers, help game publishers get gamers was about $12 billion on an annual basis. We have some of our early game publishing partners have, you know, their historical budgets. You know, we have one, one partner that spent well over $150 million last year on player acquisition and retention. Um, you know, we have another publisher that, you know, also spent, you know, tens of millions of dollars on, on player acquisition. So we like to think that, you know, if the bulk of that spend was, again, you know, being applied to these privacy-invading ad networks, which are losing their efficacy, 
that um, you know the, the the opportunity is that these game publishers redirect that budget to mobility. And and I'll point to you know I think the recruitment of Kim Carlson was huge for us. She's a gaming industry veteran. I think she too saw that look this is this is what's happening in the industry. That that budget's got to go somewhere because it's the lifeblood of the game publishers. If they don't acquire and retain players, their business model collapses. And that business model was fed by a heavily advertising-oriented marketing um, situation whose whose main channel for success is is changing very quickly. Um, You know, I'll, I'll point to public information here on like what's happening as, as an example, you know, Apple, every time you installed an app, it, it used to be that that app had a special serial number inside of it that any advertiser could look at. And then they could remember that your serial number went to, you know, ESPN and looked at football scores. So you probably like football. And then it browsed the BMW website. You probably like, you know, higher end cars. Um, it looked at, you know, the, the political content, news stories you read, et cetera, and just learning all these things about you. Apple instituted privacy protections, I think about a year ago, where now I think if you notice, if you, if you have an iPhone, every time you install an app, it actually asks you. It says, this app wants to track you, yes or no. And they published the results so far of what consumers are, are how consumers are responding to that and it was something like 96% were saying no. Only 4% of consumers are saying, yeah, you, know, you can keep tracking me. So Google is supposed to follow suit with their Android platform uh, over the next couple of years. They're, they're, they're moving much more slowly. Um, and what's interesting is, you know, I talked about just, you know, there's, there's the amount of money that game publishers spend to acquire and retain players, which was, I think it was like $12 billion in North America. The global mobile advertising industry, which is any kind of ad, not just games, but anything else, is projected to grow to $400 billion over the next you know, four or five years. And what's interesting is the growth rate for Android advertising is like 80%, and the growth rate for uh, iPhone advertising is like 12 And why is that? because it's still open season on consumer privacy data on Android. And as long as, that, as, long as that's where these, these uh, you know, particularly the game publishers, if that's where they can go to get that profitable advertising, that's where they're going to divert all their money because that's the only option they have. You know, we're excited because we're coming in with a new option. Okay. And it sounds like your model should have pretty healthy margins. Where are growth mar- uh, gross margins now, and, and where should they be? Our gross margins have historically been, you know, ping-ponging between kind of 50 and 60 percent. I mean, that's that's largely because, you know, our former, you know, our legacy business model up until this year was helping brands use text messaging, and um, our cost in executing a text message for a brand. And this this would be where, you know, you as a consumer said, yes, I want Circle K to send me text messages periodically, letting me know if there's, you know, discounts at the pump or free pretzels or something like that. And so we send that text message on behalf of the brand. The brand pays us, you know, fractions of a penny and our costs, because we have to pay a cost to Verizon and AT&T to transport that text message are fractions of a penny, and you come out to 50 60% gross margins. This new business model, um, 
is still a bit dynamic, but uh, we don't have, you know, the, the, the tradition. Number one, we have a much higher top line, um, you know, pricing unit because the value is, is a lot higher. And, and so far, we're not sure that, like, again, if a game publisher wanted to offer fuel discounts at some of these brands, you know, Mobivity is kind of the only way for them to do that. So we're able to price that much higher. Uh, instead of fractions of a penny for a text message, we could be making 5 or $10 uh, converting uh, someone to, to a game. Now, the cost to do that, you know, is just software. So, um, you know, again, there, there, there's going to be basic technology costs, you know, for hosting our software. Um, if we do use a text message to deliver the coupon, you know, there might be a fraction of a penny in there, some, some costs there. Um, and then, you know, there's also, you know, sometimes we might share the, 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 the actual cost with, say, for example, if, if we give you a free cheeseburger for downloading a game, we might reimburse that cheeseburger back to the brand. Um, so that, that might be a cost component. But, you know, without, um, without being ready with, again, a, a, a product that's, that's been commercial now for all of four months, there's still some dynamics there. But our expectation is that the margins are going to be far superior to the margin performance we've seen historically with the text messaging business. So if that was 50 60%, um, again, not, without not being able to give a specific margin target, we do expect the margins to be much higher than 50 60%. And, and to be more in, a, in the ballpark of kind of a, a software as a service oriented type of, of margin that you would see, um, which, again, not mobivities, but oftentimes, you know, the targets for, for SaaS based businesses are 70 to 90% gross margins. Gotcha. And so as we monitor your progress, are there any upcoming events or catalysts that are key that we should watch for? Yeah. Uh, in fact, right around the corner next week, we'll be out in Los Angeles at the LD Micro Conference. So we're, we're pretty excited to be participating uh, there. Haven't been there in a couple of years because of the pandemic and whatnot. Um, and then, you know, I just, uh, we, we've had some, some great news over the last month with uh, announcing Kim joining, announcing our partnership that's added essentially the whole fuel industry here. And um, with Kim joining, you know, the expectation is we're going to quickly expand our gaming partnerships. And um, we're hopeful that, you know, there will be um, announcements related to that progress too. Okay. So before we go, uh, is there anything that uh, you wish I would have asked you that I didn't? And any uh, closing remarks you want to leave us with? Um, you know, one question, I've talked a lot about the North American market. This is globally applicable. Uh, you know, the gaming audience globally is, is massive. Um, I think also what's interesting, and people don't realize this, is the, the penetration, at least in, in the U.S. population, of just mobile game players, it's, it's two, out of every, two out of three Americans now are considered an active mobile game player. And, and by mobile game players, so that distinction is because a lot of times people say gaming and they either think 13-year-olds with headsets in front of an Xbox or someone sports betting on their, their phone. Um, 
the mobile gaming industry we're talking about is Candy Crush, Solitaire, all of these little passive uh, casual games that people uh, spend time with on their phones that's now two out of three Americans are considered a, a monthly active player. Um, so the ubiquity of, of that of the gaming industry is something that I think is really important to keep in mind. It's, we think that the market is huge uh, just domestically. We have um, operated coupons and vouchers internationally. Uh, we've run programs for Subway in the United Kingdom and Ireland, Sweden, um, all over the place. So uh, we're also excited about the potential for this model you know, going global as well. Very good. Well, Dennis, thanks for taking the time and sharing the Movivity story. Appreciate, yeah, appreciate you make, uh, giving us the opportunity here, Jeff. It was great to be here.